Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Joan Possevi. By age 19, she was a homeowner, bank manager by 22, and she is the best-selling author of the book, The Way Success Works, How to Decide, Believe, and Begin to Live Your Best Life. She's also the host and producer of the Side Hustle Hero podcast. Welcome to the show, Joan. Thank you so much for having me, Flavia. It's excellent to have you. I mean, these are my favorite topics, right? Side hustles and how to start your own business, be an entrepreneur. So tell us, how did you get to where you are today? What was the inspiration for writing this book and starting the podcast? (laughs) That's a big question, (laughs) but we'll start it out with... When I was in my late teens, I was about 18 years old, friends of mine could see that I was struggling a bit and they offered to bring me to a seminar. It was an evening event. Now they told me it was going to be on business matters, predominantly marketing, which is something that I was very interested in because my first career was in banking. I was a part-time teller, part-time supervisor at that time. And I remember it to this day, there was about 300 people in the room. I was seated about three rows back, five seats over. And for two hours, I sat totally mesmerized. Well, it turned out, Flavia, it wasn't about business matters and marketing. It was about your mind and human potential. And the speaker at the front of the room was saying, look, it does not matter what has happened to you in the past, where you came from, what bad things have happened. What matters is where do you want to go from here? And he said, the truth is you can have, do, or be anything you want with your life. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) That is not something I've ever heard before because up until that time, most of my learning had been in traditional school subjects, science, history, math. I had never had anybody talk to me about my mind or my potential before. And he said, you know, that's all in the past. Up until that time, I thought that you were dealt certain cards from the big deck, so to speak. And those are the ones that you had to play. Well, that's great if you were dealt a great hand, but a lot of us weren't. And here's this person saying, no, you can throw back the cards that you don't like and pick up and and nurture new ones. So at any rate, so I started setting goals at that time. And what I really wanted to be was a bank manager. And I thought, wow, if I were to achieve that, my life would be made. What more could I possibly want? That turns out quite a bit. Uh, So I did achieve that. But then after working for it for a couple of years with it, I thought, you know what? This isn't it. I really thought it would be. And I'm very thankful for that experience. But uh, I was bitten by the entrepreneur bug. and. stepped into that realm and and haven't looked back since. Well, and being a bank manager, you know, it's got good salary, it's got prestige, it's something, you know, you feel very accomplished. I mean, you're kind of at the top of a mountain there, but then you stopped and thought, oh, well, and you did that young. You were 20, I mean, you were a kid in some way. Yes. I mean, if you're, if you're in, you know, double that age, you're kind of looking at going, oh, shoot, how did you even do that at such a young age to be the manager at the bank? But you decided you wanted something more. What was that first direction that you headed off in? Well, what had happened was I knew I wanted something different and I didn't know what and ended up vacationing. So I'm in Toronto, Ontario at this point in the story. 
and went out to vacation to a ski town in the middle of mountains in British Columbia, Canada, which is like north of Washington state, and fell in love with the mountain town there and actually moved there and didn't know what I wanted to do, but knew that I wanted something different. And <laughs> talk about old habits are hard to break. So I left the bank manager role. And this was a small town and it was at a point in history where the economy wasn't doing that great. And in fact, in that town, a lot of move, people were moving out. And I happened to notice an opening for a loans and bank manager at one of the major financial institutions. And I thought, oh man, this is too good to give up. You know, so I applied for the job and got it and thought, you know what, I'll do that for a year or two. It was a fairly small town. There was only four banks in the community. And I thought, okay, well, if I work here, I'm going to learn and meet at least probably a quarter of the population, if not more. <laughs> so that's what I did for the first year until I discovered a delicatessen that was going out of business. They were closing the doors. So I essentially bought the equipment, really. That was the purchase price and took that on as a turnaround project. Wow. And what did you learn through that experience? Well, I should backtrack a little bit. So I started to straddle kind of two worlds. Since that age, 18, 19, I'd been very intrigued by the power of the mind and what we're really capable of our potential. And that was a study that I was deeply immersed in and, and never stop. And thus, decades later, the book. And uh, I went on to be a teacher and trainer, seminar leader, keynote speaker. And however, I did not want to just talk about things from the stage and from the platform. And so my businesses along the way have been like playgrounds for these ideas, testing them out, see what's works, see what hasn't. And it, just one example from the deli days. So I mentioned the economy there. Uh, people thought it was crazy to buy this deli. They said, you know, the, the town's going down, businesses are shutting. What do you know about food? <laughs> well, I liked it. Um, I didn't necessarily know about a delicatessen. But at any rate, we, we being myself and my business partner, chose to build an image in our mind of the potential that we saw in the deli. And I could see in my mind's eye, Flavia, the, like the cash register ringing and happy customers there and the, and the place just packed. Now, that's an image that we had to hold because at the time when we bought it, like I said, it was going out of business. It was the very slow traffic, not much happening, not much buzz or excitement around it. But I knew enough by then because of what I was studying and applying that that was just the reality up until now. And if we want to change it, we've got to build the image and say, okay, what steps can we take to move towards this? And so while others were bitching and complaining about how terrible things were around town, I was looking at, okay, how could we improve this? And I remember seeing an advertisement about a trade show and for like the food industry and, and delicatessens and, and went to it, traveled to it, spent the money and got terrific business ideas and contacts. And we did a lot of things that were not rocket science, but because we were focused on where we wanted the business to go and were looking for ways to make it happen, we started attracting those. We started connecting with them. So we were doing things like we were the first with, we make you bake pizzas. They were a big hit. Frozen yogurt machines were the first in town. And while the competition were, you know, closing up our doors, ours, ours were, ours was blossoming. And again, it wasn't because of any savvy marketing experience or business acumen. It was simply focusing on not the present circumstances, but where we wanted to go. And I love how you built it in your head first. You know, it's essential. It's essential. The that's the driving force. Yes. Yes. And then you end up connecting with things that are in alignment with that vision. So what do you think is kind of one of the, the biggest challenges or errors really that people make 
when they want to live their best life? It, is it something, I'm assuming it's mindset, but tell us a little bit about what you think that is. Sure. Let me give you a bit of analogy for that. If you or I were to take a seed, let's call it an orange seed, and dissected it, we would never ever find a little orange tree in there. <laughs> but what it does is contain a pattern plan or a nucleus, that seed of what it'll grow into, an orange tree. So the tree itself isn't in the seed, but once you plant it instantly and automatically, particles of energy are attracted to that seed. And that results in something called growth. And you've got roots and growth underneath, and then it pops through the surface. And then from the atmosphere, particles of energy attracted to it. And we've got this beautiful tree. You and I are part of nature, just like that seed. And when you get an idea of a goal that you want to pursue, that's like choosing the seed. Then it's up to us to plant that seed, care for it, nurture it. That's where building that picture comes into play to the exclusion of a lot of negativity on the outside. So what happens is, is we'll take that beautiful seed of an idea and plant it and get excited about it. Maybe someone gets excited because they've listened to a podcast or gone to a seminar, or read a book and said, you know what, this is it. Finally, I'm going to step out and I'm going to start it. But when they plant that little seed, it still is fragile. It's just a seed. It needs to be cared for and nurtured. And what we, the big challenge that people do and the mistake they make is they let their present results dictate their thinking rather than focusing on where they want to go. They're focusing on present circumstances. So in a sense, they're pulling out that new seed that they've just planted and replaced it with one of same old, same old and doubt and worry. Exactly. And the cycle continues. Yeah. The doubt and worry is so hard to put aside, right? It's so hard to turn away from the negative thoughts and from a present situation that's not your goal. And right so clearly on something that your body sort of resists because it doesn't exist yet. Right. But you have to just absolutely have to live as if it does exist. If it is, as if it is real, as if it is now your podcast is called side hustle hero. So I want to hear a little bit about how that fits into what you teach in the book and how that came about. What was the inspiration for your podcast? Well, one of the businesses I had was uh, self-storage. So going back to my point of wanting to test everything <laughs> is at uh, some point in my speaking career, I started teaching about passive income and passive income businesses. And so of course, something passive would be we do a lot of the legwork on the beginning with the anticipation that further down the road, the income from it is going to be more passive and doesn't involve our, our active participation all the time. So just like people have passive income investments, there's passive income businesses. Think of things like parking lots and car washes, that type of thing, coin-operated laundry and self-storage. And that was a perfect fit for me for so many reasons. And so I did that for about 18 years and sold it a couple of years ago. And I thought, okay, now what? Because I've always straddled kind of two worlds, one, the personal development space, and then businesses and, and entrepreneurial endeavors on the side. And I thought, you know what? The thing that I always got tremendous feedback from people was the stories that I shared from the stage. And personally, I love hearing people's stories. I find them very inspirational. And so I thought, hmm, why not focus on something that I love, which is the entrepreneurial side hustle side, and combine that with sharing people's stories. And of course, a podcast ticked so many of those boxes. And as a result of that, I get to meet wonderful solopreneurs from, and want to be preneurs from around the world at various stages in their journey. 
And we really are influenced by the people we surround ourselves with, whether it's in person or one-on-one conversations, but also if you want to listen to podcasts with people who are successful in what you want to do, it is such a great way to sort of borrow that uh, that friendship and, and that camaraderie and to be a part of that circle. I think podcasts are a great way to just learn about what people are doing out there and how how they're living life and how they're finding success and to, in a way, sort of find virtual mentors, even people you haven't met before. If you can listen to their stories, listen to their voices, you get great advice. I love podcasts. Obviously, I'm a podcast. <laughs> I get to meet great people through here and I get to share those conversations with so many listeners who benefit, you know, just as much as I do from these conversations. So I love that. What is one piece of advice that you would give somebody who is right now not an entrepreneur, but they would love to be? And they've always had this dream of breaking free from whatever their job is right now to do something on their own, but they've just been very hesitant. What is your advice for someone in that position? I can answer that in one word. Start. Start. Chances are you've done the research, you've thought about it, you might have even planned it out. So now it's time to take action on it. There's something you can do today, at least in the next week, that will move the needle forward and you won't regret it. You'll either have an amazing success with it or you'll have a learning experience and you'll be better educated for the next step. And for anyone struggling with starting, what is a great way to sort of push yourself through that resistance? It needs to be based on a goal that's big enough and exciting enough for you to pull you through that. It's got to be something that you want. And it, with the emphasis on the word you, it can't be something that your friends want, your family want, your spouse wants for you. It's got to be something that you want because it doesn't matter what the goal is. If it's something, well, obviously it's going to be something that you haven't done before. Or it's not really a goal. You're going, you're going to have to call on inner resources that perhaps you didn't even know were there. But when you're excited about the idea, it helps pull you through that for sure. For people who want to connect with you, who want to read your book, listen to the podcast, what is the best way to find you online? Basically, the hub is sidehustlehero.com. And it's a hub for lots of info, tips, tricks, and amazing people who have done it from every, pretty much every industry that you can think of. Sidehustlehero.com. I love it because you are a hero. I mean, you really, (laughs) you're out there championing people living better lives, you know, and finding themselves and finding their passion and, and doing more and, uh, and reaching for those dreams. And I think that's one of the worthiest missions there is really. So thank you, Joan, for all that you do in the world to help people. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Give it a go. We get one shot at it. And until you step out and commit to doing it, you'll never really know how much potential and possibility that you've got locked up inside of you and be prepared to amaze yourself. Amen to that. Joan, thank you so much for being on the show and for all that you do in the world. Truly appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Flavia. Very much enjoyed it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave a review on iTunes, I promise I will read every single review. If you know someone who makes a full-time living from part-time work, and maybe this is you, please visit lifestylesolopreneur.com to nominate a guest or to nominate yourself. Because remember this, money doesn't buy happiness, but money in the hands of a happy person, there is no greater tool. 
Today's episode was brought to you by the Get Shift Done program. It's a lifestyle changing online class to help you define your business and lifestyle ambitions and to set goals in a way you've never experienced before. This class will 10X your daily productivity with methods that will blow your mind. And if you use a coupon code podcast, the class tuition is 99% off. Visit getshiftdone.com to enroll today.